All right, you ready to get this right. started? Yep. Do you need me to? I can host this week unless you were really feeling it. It's up to you, man. If you want to do it, I you just can. feel bad. You've, you've done the last three because you're so. I, I personally think you're really good at it. I don't know how good I am. I'm a, I always judge myself probably harsher than what everybody else thinks, but um, it doesn't matter to me. I, will, uh, I figure it's my turn unless you felt strongly about it. I don't, I don't feel very strongly about it. <laughs> All right. Oh. oh, now I instantly got the jitters. It's my first, <laughs> my, my first episode I'm hosting in right. 2022. See that? That's why I do the thing like at the very beginning where I just like I just wake out and just, ah, just get the get the jitters out. Take a big drink of water, just shake it off. <laughs> cough. Yep, cough. <laughs> oh, all right. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so nervous. It's fucking stupid. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I've done this before, but I think the break has done it to me. Now I've gotten in my head. Anyways. <laughs> Hello just... and welcome. <laughs> <laughs> now you're I'm just, just thinking about it too much. All right. I'll shut <laughs> so up. I was just going to jump into it. All right. I'll shut up. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the gaming <laughs> Fuck it. Hello and welcome to the Campfire Gaming Podcast. My name is Matt. Thanks for joining me today, tonight, yesterday, this morning. I don't know. Whenever you're listening to this, who cares? Anyways, we're happy you're here listening uh, to our podcast. Joining me tonight is Rich. How are you doing, Rich? Oh, I'm doing good, man. I'm ready to ready to talk about some stuff. We got some game-related stuff to talk about, as is That's, our podcast. We, we do? Oh, yeah. I guess... Yeah, I guess we do have to talk about games. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, we got a, a, a action-packed episode here today. We have some uh, some big news out of Sony. Some big news. Mm-hmm. Sony with uh, the clap back. Yep. Yep. And uh, a little bit more. It's been about two weeks since Microsoft dropped the bomb of acquiring Activision. Um, so we got some kind of just more information, some more that developed out of that situation, and we're gonna we're gonna touch on that today as well as. Some uh, some good Blizzard news, some good Star Wars news, hopefully, and maybe maybe some game cancellations <laughs> <laughs> with a little with a little sprinkle of poor salty oh. game cancellations. Yep. <laughs> but anyways, before we dive in, we would love it if you would go check out our website at campfiregamingpodcast.com. There you can find links to all of our social media uh, sites, places like Twitter. Come say hi. Come like and follow and comment on all our wonderful tweets. Our uh, uh, handle there is Camp Game Pod. Um, but yeah, you can also find links to our Discord at our website. Uh, come say hi. We have wonderful conversations throughout the week with all our wonderful listeners and followers, and we'd love it if you would join as well. Please do. Yeah, it's always a good time. It's always a good time. Always a good time. But on that note, let's get into... The big Sony news. So yes, so Microsoft's been firing shots left and right. Bethesda, well, I guess left, yeah, left and right. One Bethesda, and then one Activision Blizzard, King Games. So you know they've been acquiring. They've been just sucking up all these game studios for the last what year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess to be fair, the Activision thing hasn't gone through yet. But right. uh, everybody's been wondering what is what is Sony going to do. 
Like, right. Who knows? But um, we know that uh, we know that <laughs> at, at off the cuff. I mean, Sony was actually pretty taken back by that by that uh, Activision Blizzard I, acquisition from Microsoft. Even like, I think the. I know that, I mean, the stock market's not really a good measure of like what the reactions to things are, but it did, that announcement alone did have an impact on their stock price. Yeah. Right. It and did. I think it just did. in general, Sony was kind of like, wow, okay, wow. shit. <laughs> we have, I, I we mean, have to do something. I, I think most of the gaming community, regardless of what, what you play on, was pretty surprised by that news. Absolutely. You know, it was it was big news, especially with how much money it cost them. Um, the fact that Activision has been <laughs> Activision Blizzard has had quite uh, been sailing on quite the rough seas the last few years. Um, and then, yeah. And then with how many studios and franchises and IPs that are under Activision. So um, although yep. not quite as big of a uh, splash as Activision, it's still big news. But Sony, as of recording yesterday it'll be about five days old probably by the time you listen to this um they acquired uh bungie Mm -hmm. which left me actually more confused after reading reading up on it yeah because like this is what i was gonna be this is why i was excited for this episode mainly because i wanted to get your I, i really wanted to get your take on how you felt about um bungie getting acquired by sony like did you think it kind of made sense or do you think this is going to be a good thing or a bad thing i mean sony has or uh, bungie hasn't necessarily had the best of luck with you know being underneath somebody else's umbrella as of late i mean funny enough i mean they just left activision blizzard to mm-hmm. you know be well, they independent. left they left they weren't ever owned by apple but i know back in their late 90s they were pretty buddy buddy with apple that's where they were releasing games like marathon and yep. they were originally going to release Halo, and then right. Microsoft came in and bought them, and then and then they were going to put a this weird new game they were making. Uh, I think it was Monkey Nuts, no uh, Halo, onto this weird console called the Xbox, and apparently that paid off for them. But right, um, they left Microsoft, and then yeah, pretty much a few years later, hopped into bed with with Activision. Although Activision never owned them, I believe it was just this partnership where you know they were just getting a lot of, they were going to be the publisher of destiny and, and rake in all the, the money there. Right. Um, and then as to no one's surprise, it didn't really work out great for them. And, uh, they left, uh, who was it? 2018, I think it was. Yeah, it was a cup. It was a few years ago now. And I mean, people, they were talking about how, you know, everybody in the company was celebrating the day that they got to break away from Activision blizzard. You know, they're yeah. popping champagne, having a good old party and all that. <laughs> And then, and, and now they're, and this is the weird thing is, is they want to stay independent. They're also, they've also, we talked about this, I think it was last year. They're, they're moving into the realm of publishing as well and other media, you know, it's not just games. So they're trying to kind of build up, which was odd when I was reading through and really kind of digging into like the, the Sony blog that went out on this and in the Bungie one is they, it's Sony acquired them for three, six, three point six billion dollars but this is where i got a little confused is or confused on their relationship is bungie's they even say they're basically remaining independent they're still publishing all of their games wherever they want Mm -hmm. you know it's it's almost like it's just going to be this my feeling is it's going to just be a relationship where they exchange 
I, well, I guess uh, Sony gives them money and Bungie is going to give them kind of services in the sense of, uh, again, obviously cash flow from Sony so they can build bigger, better worlds or support better and all that. But w- from what I was reading, it sounds like Sony really wants their services on how they've built up a live service game in this case, destiny for eight years and all the experience and all the, you know, the pros and cons, the, 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 the successes and the failures, it, it almost makes it sound like Sony probably either has a few studios or some ideas for games uh, that are in development or going to be developed that are going to be live service. And they've really wanted somebody that knew what they were doing. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's kind of, again, that's where I'm a little kind of confused, especially Bungie put out an FAQ at some point yesterday. They literally said, you know, they, they are not going PlayStation exclusive. Their games are where people play them on, which could be Xbox, could be Switch, could be PC, you know. So, yeah, was, that's kind of... Could be Game kinda, Pass. Yeah, could be Game Pass. You know, that, well, that was the other theory is um, Destiny 2 Beyond Light uh, was on Game Pass for, I think, the past roughly year. I think it left in the last month or two. It's not on Game Pass anymore, I believe. Um, the thought here, now, I read this. This was not in any sort of blog or anything. This was kind of people kind of coming up with, you know, how else is Sony going to benefit, especially if Bungie is going to essentially remain independent. Um, and they were thinking maybe the the rumored PlayStation Game Pass you know, that this oh. is going to lock up a really core game with a, a, a large audience. And that's going to be like, you know, one of their big, you know, obviously they're going to have their their great IPs that they have. But this is just another IP that they're going to be able to have day one. You're going to have all the destiny, you know, you know, on PlayStation Pass, you know, it's going to be great, you know, and all that fun stuff. So um, that was a theory I saw floating around the Internet. And that kind of makes sense, too, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, so in in some cases, this does make a lot of sense that they would go after them for these reasons, like for the big reason that they're going to be um, a wider reaching company. I mean, that's I think why yeah. they I mean, that's why they have their their eyes set specifically on Bungie's because Bungie is looking to expand out even just beyond games, you know, doing like you said, publishing all that stuff. I think with that sort of expansion, I think what um what what is good for Bungie there is that they're going to start tackling um in the same vein of what Game Pass is doing okay let me kind of rephrase this so Game Pass what it's really great for is kind of getting injected into everybody's systems basically mm-hmm. like all you have to do is just get Game Pass and once you have Game Pass or you know um the the cloud xbox cloud or whatever you can really just play anywhere and it's you know you don't necessarily need to be tied to the console war anymore you can break free of that and Mm -hmm. we talked about this a little bit in the past where really it's now becoming like an arms race of who can have the best platform now like who's got the best services and um how can they distribute their games to the most amount of audience possible so i think with Bungie probably wanting to go in that direction. You know, they they talk about how they want to keep their games cross-platform. They want to try and get this wide of as wide of a breadth of gamers as possible that they can get their games into their hands. That makes a lot of sense that Sony would want to partner with them for that reason. The thing that I think is really suspicious though, and I think Chris was the one that mentioned this when we were chatting about it in Discord a bit, is that 
this almost seems too conveniently timed to be a response to Activision or uh, to the Activision Blizzard acquisition. Um, yeah. This has probably been in the works for some time now, probably well before PlayStation even knew about what Microsoft was doing behind the scenes. Yeah. And they're, it's almost like they're kind of spinning it as though it's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, Microsoft gets this, but we got this instead kind of a thing. I felt the... I agree. This is something that's been in the works for months. This isn't a retaliation, you could say, for Activision, right? right? Um, I kind of feel like a, the the wider news media is trying to make it that because it's more exciting, right? Right. Clickbait, you know, it sounds like right? a, it seems like a clapback, but really, it's not. It's not really a clapback unless, for some reason, Sony knew that this deal was going down, and Microsoft just kind of beat them to the uh, beat them to the to the to the news, basically. Mm-hmm. They got to get their announcement out first. Yeah. And, and uh, I think this was, you know, talk about Discord. I think this was Mike in the Discord saying, if anything, this is more retaliation for Bethesda. Again, I'm sure there's there's intercompany, you know, spies and information gets back and forth. So there was probably rumors over at Sony about the Activision acquisition. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, I don't think this is any sort of retaliation. In all fairness, Microsoft has been making big news with I'd say the bigger purchases of ZeniMax and Activision, but Sony's acquired people um, the last couple of years as well. They're just more kind of like, well, kind of like now individual studios that don't have, you know, they're not publishers, right? right. Um, because they, you know, they picked up Insomniac games the other year because they were kind of like a, a what do we call a double A developer? They were essentially were Sony, but never actually owned by Sony. Right. Um, you know, and and they picked up uh, Quantic Dreams was the other one, right? You know, again, another one of those that I think for the most part, except for maybe old PC days, they really released their games, I think, only on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. But, you know. And so. I think because, like, you know, because Microsoft definitely beat them to this sort of gaming as a service type of uh, model um, has really been a dictator on what PlayStation has been, or Sony at least, has been deciding to do with their products moving forward. I mean, we've talked, you know, endlessly about how PlayStation is now or Sony is now moving a lot of like their titles to PC now. Mm-hmm. You can play a bunch of stuff like a bunch of their their catalog is now on, you know, Steam and all that. You were just talking, I think, either last week or two weeks ago about, you know, you should go play God of War. Like, yeah, just go play it because you can play it on PC. Why not? So we're really kind of getting just like the 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 shots have now been fired at each other. So that, you know, the platform wars have begun, so to speak. I, uh, what are your thoughts on, I think we touched on this with the Bethesda acquisition years ago, but what are your thoughts of, what are your feelings on this, what could be looked at potentially as an arms race between Sony and Microsoft buying up all these publishers and studios? Oh yeah, that's a, that's what I think exactly is probably what's going to happen. Um, they're going to try and, I mean, they're going to be, they're they're playing the monopoly board now and now they're starting to buy up the properties to see if they can get like i said it's it's about it's about um getting everybody on your platform and mm-hmm. having control of the platform rather than just you know pigeonholing people into this hardware that you know kind of may make money may not make money you have to iterate on it every couple of years but no if you have like the the better platform right you have the better services to go along with all of the games that you're playing regardless on where you're playing it 
yes, this does seem like some sort of an arms race and they're going to try and, you know, snag up all of these different studios to get their input. And my hope would be is that Sony really does treat them like an independent. I mean, they bought them, so they're not technically an independent anymore, right? I mean, I think even though they say we are independent, but that could be in the same vein as how, you know, uh, like Mojang is independent on Microsoft or, you know, like Double Fine or something like that, right? Or Blizzard was for a few years, right? <laughs> or Blizzard, yeah, right. How, now, how does how does this arms like? How do you feel about the arms race? Do you think it's a good thing for the industry for for gamers? Oh God, I don't know. Um, I mean, there's two ways that I think, or there's two, I guess, two opinions that I kind of have on it. It makes it makes a lot of sense that they're trying to rope everybody in under their umbrella, and they're trying to. Um, buy up all these studios to, you know, enhance that platform. Mm -hmm. Um, Although on the other hand, I don't like the idea of everybody's studio just kind of getting consolidated under just these mega umbrellas. It's almost like we're going back into a console war, depending on what they do with the services. (laughs) It's almost like we're going kind of back into that where, you know, you had, um, I don't know. Yeah, like when Bungie was making exclusively Xbox titles and when um, I'm trying to think of another good like PlayStation studio, but you know. The good old days of Sega versus Nintendo, right? (laughs) Kind of, right. And you know, people are just like which console you want to make it for, but now it's more or less like who's going to be funding you money so that you can exist on Mm -hmm. supposedly the better platform? I don't know. We have to see. We need something out of Sony to see what they're really offering besides uh, to kind of compete with Game Pass because ultimately that is going to be the biggest thorn in their side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm very mixed because um, I th- I think to an extent it helps studios a lot. We've talked about this. We've mentioned it a few times with Double Fine. You know, mm-hmm. Tim Schafer was was cutting content from that game because they just they need to get money. it out. They they were running out of runway. And, and then, you know, so you hear success stories and it's great for them, but like to an extent, like, it's just like, I saw so many articles since the Activision and now Bungie is people like, well, who can Microsoft buy next? Who can, who can Sony buy next? I'm like, like, we don't want them buying up, you know, cause then you're going to get it, everything siloed. And then, you know, I, I like the independent studios and they're going to kind of think and operate themselves and do what they want. Not that. Uh, at least Microsoft has shown pretty well and uh, and Sony as well. Like when they buy these studios, they don't really come in and say, you're doing this, you're, you know, that was Microsoft of old. And I guess maybe the occasional studio, I think that was, was at blue point with days gone. I think Sony came in and was kind of telling them what to do, but like, mm-hmm. y- you know, having, having a wide variety of studios and publishers and, 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 and working on different things and having their own visions and plans, I think is a good thing as well. So, uh, you know, again, I, I see it helping some studios, but to an extent, I don't want everything to just fall under either the Sony or Microsoft umbrella. Right. And I mean, it's the thing that kind of worries me a little bit about that is that um, similar to how, you know, what ended up happening with Activision when Activision Blizzard became a thing. I mean, there's a pretty, you know, big marker as to when a lot of the blizzard titles started going downhill after this you know after activision sunk more and more of its teeth into blizzard until you know now blizzard is unrecognizable yeah um and a lot of their games just have not been hitting like blizzard games should be hitting 
So I think what is a little scary about all this is that it's really good until it's not good anymore. Meaning like, say Phil Spencer steps down and the guy that replaces him is an absolute monster. And then everything beneath that just starts falling apart, right? You know, studios start losing their independence, but now they've been bought. Like, they've been full-on bought. They can't just pull a bungee Mm -hmm. and just pull the ripcord, get out of there, and, you know, be independent again. These studios are now ingrained underneath these umbrellas, which is kind of scary. So once it starts going bad, I don't know. We'll have to see... We'll have to see what happens once that start once those chips start to fall. But <laughs> it's it's funny you mentioned that because I was I remember when we talked about the Activision acquisition two weeks ago it was like uh, with Phil in charge and his his leadership team like I have every faith that once the acquisition goes through that they're gonna in an, a couple years you're gonna only hear th- good things coming out of Activision again right they're gonna do a good job but to your point when Phil's gonna step down at some point. You know, right. right? Um, and then who knows if, you know, the you know, next guy up is going to be as good and, you know, and as nice and and um, gamer focused, you know, uh, you know, in the future. So. Right. Yeah. So that's that's the general concern. Um, and I mean, I don't. My hope is, is that more studios kind of rise out you know, from being independent or being even like double A studios to kind of Mm -hmm. rise out and kind of be their own thing and not get acquired, you know, and maybe say no to a lot of the, you know, because I mean, it's going to be hard to say no to that. It's a shit ton of money to get bought here, get your studio bought up by a massive corporation like Microsoft or Sony. But at some point, yeah, I would like to just see, you know, game studios kind of cropping up that are growing outside of those big buildings and Yep. being their own thing and that's what we're seeing with um you know we're starting to see some of that you know when the going gets bad again going back to activision blizzard when the going gets bad that's when people start leaving that's when the talent goes away and they mm-hmm. start forming their own studios that you know we have a little bit to talk about um well no we don't we're not talking about anything <laughs> frost giant related we've but, like, talked about stuff we've talked before you know right. uh, all that, these I mean, alumni that have been starting studios and, exactly. and creating games. I mean, we were talking about it endlessly last year about how, you know, oh, this person, you know, from Blizzard has left and now they're starting a studio. And then Mike Morheim dips out and he's starting his own publisher. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's my hope is, is yeah, the, I don't want to see it come to that. But at the same time, at least right now, Microsoft, maybe Sony buying up these studios is not a bad thing for now. Mm hmm. Fun little idea I was thinking about. We we could talk about this a little bit more. I'll leave it up to you. Um, but after the Halo TV show trailer on uh, Sunday, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it got me thinking. Well, Sony makes movies. Mm-hmm. Wonder they if just we made get... a pretty smash hit over uh, Christmas. Yeah, I, I wonder. Spider Man. If... <laughs> that was a good movie. Um, I, I was sitting there going, I was like, I wonder if, uh, you know, Bungie wants to branch out and do things that aren't just gaming. Could we get um, a, a Destiny movie, TV, TV show. show? So that could be could be interesting, exciting. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much you want to talk about the uh, the Halo trailer. I mean, yeah, we did get the Halo trailer on what, Sunday? Yep. Yes. Uh, well, I hope if there is a Destiny TV show, it doesn't look like that. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. I think 
we don't have to go too deep in the rabbit hole, but yeah. it looks really weird. It, yeah, without going in too much, it felt very high budget and low budget at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It felt very like this could be a good sci-fi show or this looks like it be- belongs on the sci-fi channel. Well, that's what I thought was weird because like a lot of the stuff, like the armor and some of the guns looked like really plastic. Yeah. Like, they looked like really cheap plastic. Like they were handling toys. Yeah. Not to mention the Chevy Tahoe. <laughs> <laughs> the Chevy Tahoe in the background. The AK, uh, and, and the, the AK-47. AK yeah. yeah. All right. We'll, we'll save that till we either watch the show or um, um, see a little bit more on it. I got my maybe hopes we up should for st- it. Maybe we should do just like a viewing party of uh, yeah. of the Halo on, TV series when that comes Twitch out. Twitch or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. We just have a... We get all the campfire crew in and do a viewing party on Discord or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Moving on here, but kind of in the same vein, we're going to kind of go through a little bit of an update here on some stuff, um, some more news that kind of came out after the um, big bomb drop of uh, the Microsoft acquiring Activision the other week. So mm-hmm. kind of some other little stuff here. Uh, found a little interesting that after, um, during some interviews after the initial announcement, um, Bobby Kotick um, kind of hinted um, that it sounded it, it, it kind of made it sound like he was shopping Activision around a little bit, right? And that EA almost uh, purchased Activision, which was kind of a surprise. And that would have been an interesting joining of forces there, you know? Um, yeah, I think all that hope that we're feeling now would have gone way out the window if that were the case. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if there's you know if there if there's a company that I think it would Blizzard would go to die. EA is notoriously good at murdering studios. Yeah. So it was like two two publishers that haven't been great the last 10, 20 years joining forces. Um, yeah, it would have uh, would have been interesting to watch EA just slowly convert all of their studios over to be Call of Duty support teams. <laughs> right. Um, oh, man. Yeah, there was we- a... Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, uh, there's a, uh, I, I can't find the picture, but there's a picture that I love going back to where it's like, it's like a, like a stick figure standing over like a cliff and behind the stick figure is another stick figure with a gun to his head. And it says EA on the dude's head. <laughs> and then like in the pit, there's like a pile of bodies that says like Vivendi and Maxis and yeah. like all the studios that have been killed or something and then like the gun is pointing at like BioWare's head or something like that. You could you could easily do that about uh Microsoft 10 years ago. Man, That's all, true. The, all the good studios was, they murdered. Yep. Lionhead Microsoft. and Ensemble Studios to name a few. Yep. But yeah, um that would have been a very very different I don't think people would have had such a strong reaction to that. They'd probably be like, yeah, go figure. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We're not expecting much out of that. Two shitty publishers joining forces. Right. I mean, considering, you know, what, uh, you know, Mass Effect hasn't been hitting lately. Battlefield just took a massive dookie. Um, Mm -hmm. Got a little bit to chat about that later, but. Yes, we do. Or do we? We don't have to, but <laughs> oh, we do. Yeah, Battlefield's um, getting an update. Yeah, uh, yeah. So as far as um, we were just talking about how Bungie, uh, they're essentially going to be still releasing on whatever they feel like releasing on. Um, 
we got a little bit, and I'm sure this is probably the biggest thing a lot of people or PlayStation fans were worried about is what's going to happen to Call of Duty on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like uh, Phil Spencer and uh, Jim Jim Ryan um, had a good little talk, and it sounds like at least at least the next three Call of Duties are going to find their way onto PlayStation. So right. um, I'm sure there's there's still a lot. Again, this kind of goes into what we were talking about two weeks ago is this is not this acquisition is probably not going to finish till sometime next year if it goes through. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stuff that probably is not going to be set in stone until shortly after that is finished at some point next year. Again, we saw that with the Bethesda act or the Zenimax act of acquisition. Yep. That that was what I was going to go to as well is that, you know, know, we talked about this two weeks ago in that, you know, the big question mark at the time was what was going to happen with call of duty. And, you know, we, we mentioned it, you know, that the, uh, they're probably going to do the exact same thing that they were going to do with Zenimax. And that was, we're going to honor any of the games that were slated for the PlayStation to be released on PlayStation. Just, we're just going to honor that. And then if there's like, you know, some crazy new game coming out of Sledgehammer or Raven or whatever, then that's probably going to be an Xbox or Microsoft platform exclusive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah. Again, I think, I, I, I don't know, maybe the Destiny Bungie news maybe that'll kind of sway uh phil and xbox's kind of thoughts here but like <laughs> they're gonna trade it like trading cards they're gonna like, be like i'll give well, you, I'll give you two destinies if you give me two and a half call of duties yeah <laughs> come on one destiny is worth like five call of duties <laughs> <laughs> because we release one every year you haven't mm-hmm. released a destiny since 20 16 but um yeah so it'll be it'll be interesting to kind of see how that works and who knows, maybe it'll go like we're talking about the theory of Destiny going on to whatever PlayStation Game Pass is going to be. Um, maybe it's right. just Call of Duty is going to go on Game Pass and, and, you know, kind of one of those things. Well, on Game Pass, Call of Duty's free on PlayStation Pass. It's, you know, Destiny's Cost free, money so. or something like that. Or, I mean, maybe they just, you know, when you do play on either of these platforms, some of it just gets kicked back to... Again, I don't really know exactly how the Game Pass model works, how, you know, up the chain that they get their money, like how a studio gets their money from Game Pass. But, um, you know, I could imagine that they work out some kind of a deal where, yeah, like some Sony games might end up on Game Pass and vice versa. And they would probably mm-hmm. work that deal out because we mentioned it before that the uh, that Phil Spencer has kind of made it eh, somewhat of a personal mission to try and, you know, expand platforms and things like that and not have people to just be you know if you play on this platform you get these games mm-hmm. it's kind of let's get everybody gaming but we'll see if they actually hold true to that yeah <laughs> definitely um uh, sticking with call of duty here though um i guess again all early talks right now but um there's there's been according to jason schreier there's been some high level talks uh with the people that lead a lot of the call of duty franchise on potentially moving away from yearly releases. Uh, I think this could benefit in a couple different ways if they did this. Um, as as Schreier mentioned, this would help you know the franchise in general because I think it's just getting oversaturated and people just don't probably don't get as excited every year for it. No. Um, but I think the also th- uh, the also uh, the the other good thing that could come out of it, assuming the Microsoft acquisition goes through 
it could, I made a joke of this earlier, but maybe a lot of those support studios that Activision has thrown on to Call of Duty um, could go back to making good games, right? You know, um, <laughs> you know, instead of just being less, you know, okay, the main ones with, you know, Infinity Ward and Sledgehammer and, and Treyarch and then all the other studios helping them, you know, those studios could still either potentially continue to make Call of Duty games themselves, their own ins- um, installments, um, or maybe one or two of those studios along with the support studios could go back to making whatever they wanted, right? Whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's plenty of franchises they could dig into. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, if they, uh, if they were able to actually get their hands on some of the star Wars franchises, I mean, Jedi Knight games were pretty good. Yeah. Ravensoft did that. I it was, did. Uh, it's yep. been years, but I love Jedi, was it Jedi Knight 2? Jedi Academy and all that. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, so, I mean, being that that was a more third-person adventure game, I mean, those games were awesome. And I would love to see Raven be able to make something different other than Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Let them work some magic, you know? I want to yeah. see something fun and fresh and new. And I want to see what all these other studios can do when they're not just anchored to Call of Duty. Exactly. And again, I, I, I again, as somebody who doesn't, play call of duty anymore i i imagine it would benefit from at least every other year coming out right you know instead of every year because again i think you're just burning people out um right and yeah yeah it's just getting exhausting well not only that but i mean like when you have something as like something to keep people busy like something like warzone where people just sink the, all their time into Warzone, and that's mm-hmm. like you know, they don't necessarily need to have a, a Call of Duty iteration every year, because Correct. that just means like another Warzone, another you know, like it, it doesn't do enough to be different. If that's what a lot of the people are just going to be doing, now, granted, yeah, I know that a lot of people really like the multiplayer, especially at a competitive level too, um, beyond just Warzone. Um, but yeah, I don't think you know if you're gonna put a lot of effort into something like even the campaigns which are okay like some like the modern warfare one was okay i haven't i didn't play the i didn't play the um the vanguard one no i didn't play the new vanguard one but um it would be nice to see them kind of take that even a step further see what they can do when they're not kind of restricted to just okay we need to crank out a pretty bare bones call of duty game every year yeah (laughs) Yep. As far as um, as far as old franchises too, I know um, Phil apparently has been talking with some of the studios on potentially bringing back some of the old franchises, and and, and Microsoft is getting quite the the list of IPs uh, in this acquisition. Um, mm-hmm. We're not going to go down a lot of them here, but you know, you got your Guitar Heroes, your DJ Heroes. Um, Crash Bandicoots, um, Skylanders, Spyro, you know, so, um, you know, there, there's definitely plenty of room here for, for some of those studios to, you know, build on previous franchises or potentially make brand new stuff. So, um, you know, I personally hope that they, um, they pull off, uh, uh, just who, who did they just put on Diablo? That did um, the Tony oh. Hawk remaster. Oh, Vicarious. Uh, Vicarious. I completely blanked on him there for a second. I hope they bring Vicarious back to working on Tony Hawk because I'd love to see 
uh, a remastered three and four because they did such a great job with the the one and two remasters. So don't lie to me. You want to see another Soldier of Fortune game? <laughs> There's a lot of games on Triple see, but. Helix. But uh, the nice thing though with uh, the power, not the power, the money of Microsoft is. Um, I know in another interview uh, after the fact, Bobby was talking about uh, kind of some of the franchises they kind of had to move away from due to various reasons that um, he'd like to see come back with Microsoft. And two of those ones um, required a, a good deal of hardware, which he, he uh, Bobby yeah. voiced voiced the fact that they they didn't have the the time or money to invest into you know developing, manufacturing, and testing their own hardware, which was a big reason they moved away from Guitar Hero franchise and the Skylanders franchise. So I know those are two series um, I've played in the past. Um, I thought Skylanders was actually pretty unique and fun. Um, I do have some little Skylanders somewhere, some little figures myself. But man, um, I desperately miss Guitar Hero. Like I went hard at Guitar <laughs> Hero for a while. Yeah, I love that game. I, it was definitely a... a plenty of uh fun drunk nights playing that game oh absolutely <laughs> that, that, and rock, really that and rock band yep. oh man yep sitting on the drums you're like i'm so good and you're just probably doing off awesome yep. but um so yeah there's those are some uh some franchises bobby'd like to see come back now you know um i think a lot of gamers share in that that uh feeling though so who knows mm-hmm. we'll see Again, I, I think this uh, between the acquisition and then kind of getting things in order, it's going to be a couple years before we kind of see the fruits of uh, Phil's and Microsoft's labor here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do hope that they do bring back some of those. Oh, man, a new Hexen. That would that actually could be kind of cool. I forgot that they owned Hexen. Uh, uh, what I'd like to see is uh, a new World of Warcraft RTS, a new Tony Hawk. A, you a mean a Warcraft remake. RTS? World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Warcraft. I was just reading the, the list here. My brain just read World. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to see. Yeah. Guitar Hero. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. DJ was DJ Hero was, was pretty interesting. You ever play I that? Play, yeah, I did have it, actually. It was weird. <laughs> it was it was very weird. Um, I remember uh, at the time I worked at Best Buy. It had been a year or two since DJ Hero had come out. And in the back of Best Buy, they just went on like we had like two or three of them left, along with like a case that could be turned into a table that you could play it on. It was pretty cool. <laughs> um, but it like went on sale for like super cheap. And I was like, OK, I bought it uh, and, you know, had my fun with it. It really pissed me off because they did their I hate when companies do or studios do this with their games. They do the odd numbered achievements. Oh, this one's eight. This one's three. This one's six. This one's nine. Right. So I remember like my, my, my gamer score was off weird and I'm not usually picky about my gamer store, but it bugged me that I was like, it was like a, it ended in like a two or something like that. So I went and looked, I was like, Oh, it was DJ here. That messed me up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went back and, I forget. I chased down one of the achievements so I'd get back to a good even uh, five or zero score. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. I definitely don't think that um, DJ Hero. I mean, DJ Hero was kind of fun, but it definitely wasn't nearly as fun as like Guitar Hero. Guitar no, Hero was yeah. really, really fun. Yeah. Um. Oh man, I'm just I'm so I'm kind of like perusing this list a little bit. Blur was kind of cool. I have that on Steam, I think. Um. 
Empire Earth, I have not played that in a long time, but I still have the discs sitting underneath me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, Hearthstone Heroes of the Storm, of course. Lost Vikings, that's kind of funny. Um, just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Spyro, we just saw some Spyro stuff not too long ago. Crash Bandicoot stuff, saw that. Which I thought it was funny that Crash Bandicoot is going from, you know, he's made the full trek from PlayStation all the way over to... Microsoft. Microsoft. <laughs> he's a Sykes traveling. He's yeah. He's a he's a busy he's a busy guy. Yeah. Um cool. is there anything else that you want to cover with the Microsoft acquisition? I mean, I think we covered it in pretty good detail a couple weeks ago, so. Yeah. No, that was it. I was actually just going to ask you the same question. I cool. think I'm all I'm all good until some more juicy news comes out. But. Yeah. And I think that's the that's the gist of uh, what we got for the big news for you all today. The big the big uh, acquisitions and the updates to acquisitions. Yep. So everybody's buying up the monopoly properties, putting but, hotels on them and everything. Yep. But we're not finished. We got plenty of other good little tidbits to talk Topic about a, here. Time for the quick segment. We're gonna start off with the sad stuff first. Potentially, okay. but sorry, it's just say potentially sad stuff first. Yeah. If you were a fan. Of the battle, you I can't talk. Ubisoft Battle Royale Hyperscape, uh, you better get on and play it a lot because it is shutting down April twenty eighth. That's this year, not next year. It's this year. So F's in the chat. Yeah, it was just, uh, and we kind of I think saw this a few months after it came out because I remember we covered this once or twice. It, it it hit big for I think the first month or two because it was new, it was fresh, and it was it. it like getting the crown or whatever it was at the end was kind of like, you know, it wasn't, you could either win by eliminating everybody, if I remember, or getting the crown, you know, once that appeared it in the last like minute or two of the game or something, something like, like that. Yeah. So I think it was kind of pretty big to start with because it was kind of new. It was fresh, but it really died off hard. And I'm guessing uh, with the other multiplayer games that Ubisoft will be putting out in the next year that they're putting their resources elsewhere. So, right. So that uh, April 28th, is when that goes down. And the last bit of sad news, potentially, um, I honestly never played this mode, but uh, the in Sea of Thieves, the PvP arena uh, will be shutting down March 10th of this year as well. Uh, d- did you ever play this? I know we were we've kind of been no. on and off as a group playing Sea of Thieves, but I, th- I think it was always just the PVE stuff, which I mean had had you fighting people but this was a specific mode for ships to battle each other yeah no i um i've actually never played that mode every time that i've played this with friends we usually just mess around and that's one of those yeah like oh let's it's friday night it's a drinking game yeah but this was another one of those kind of like tough decisions as they're trying to move the game forward and continue to support it um, apparently only about 2% of the player base actually played this mode, even though Oof. it sounded like that 2% were pretty hardcore. So oh, I'm sure if you're listening and you were one of the more hardcore people that played this, um, there's go check out their, their site. They have, um, if you reach certain sea dog ranks before certain dates, uh, you, uh, uh, you can grab a couple collectibles and, 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 um, cosmetics to wear, uh, you know, to show off that you were. You were there. And you were the poop sock in the yeah. <laughs> Sea of Thieves PvP. Yep. Yep. So go check that out or go try it out if you've never tried it out before. You've got a little 
about a month, <laughs> about a month to try that out. So, but all right, now on to greener pastures. Oh, well, kinda, I guess, uh, jumping into this, this is more interesting, I guess, but talking about a, a subject we'll be talking about a lot this year. NFTs. Yep. yep. We got NFTs. So GDC surveyed oh, about 2,700 game developers and, uh, they were the first set was uh, or one of the questions was asking how interested they are in using cryptocurrency as a payment in, in games. Um, and there was about 72% of them were not interested. Um, and about 20% were somewhat interested. So yeah, not, not looking good, but I yeah. mean, take polls with a grain of salt, but yeah, I mean, there are a lot of game developers at GDC. I've been there. There's a lot, and of those, yeah, I'm. I can. I'm sure the sentiment is pretty common across a lot of game developers that they just don't care about cryptocurrency and NFTs in their games. That yep. a lot of them just don't. If I'm, I mean, I'd be happy to be proven wrong. Come to our Discord, tweet at us. You know, tell me why I'm wrong. But <laughs> I, my guess would be is that it's just not. It's not interesting enough to be something to get excited to put into your game. Yep. And in similar vein, they asked, and you kind of mentioned this already is uh, who, uh, who was interested in, in NFTs and 70% of them said they were not interested. Whereas 28% said they were somewhat interested, but to your point, I think the whole cryptocurrency and NFT stuff just goes back to what we've talked about before is I think a lot of developers realize they don't currently, there's not a good use case for them. There's no reason to have them. That isn't, something that has already been solved with the current systems we have. Correct. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a lot of people can see that it's a tool that can definitely be used to be um, exploited. Yep. For, you know, really bad reasons. Mm hmm. Agree. But yeah. So let's see what happens there. On to our very small rumor section. Um, so, oh shoot, did I write his name down? Yeah, comes from, okay, I don't even know how to say this. Uh, special, special, there you go. Special Nick over at Xbox Air Podcast uh, mentioned that Microsoft has in the works another, I'm going to just for a good reference, another Master Chief collection in the works, but mm-hmm. not for Halo, for another one of their franchises. The two that come to mind for me uh, is Fable and Gears of War, which... Honestly, I'm kind of leaning. This is probably a Gears of War. Yeah, um, that would make collection. sense. Yeah, and I mean the the Master Chief Collection has been hugely successful now that it's been you know worked Functional. on. And, yeah, <laughs> ever since it you know the release, not so good. But lately, you know, ever since it came to PC, like it's yep. been very very successful. The modding community has been going hard at making the game just insanely fun, and it's yeah got a pretty healthy player base too. So. Yeah. So as long as they don't, you know, release a crappy collection and then spend the next five, six years fixing it. Uh, I'm excited for this. It, it, you know, but it's I guess. Rumor. Yeah, this is a this is a this rumor. But, um, you know, if it's a Gears, it, I'm, I'll be excited to see what they do to kind of clean it up. They already did a Gears of War one anniversary. So it'll be interesting to see if they do anything with two and three. Um assuming they do that if it's something like fable which could be a way for them to get um you know people excited and back into the fable games before the is it playground games that's doing a new one 
uh, in a few, in a year or two, whenever that comes out, um, you know, that could be exciting as well because those were all great games and, you know, um, it'd be fun to play through those if they're remastered or remade in, in any sort of way. But, um, or who, who knows? I mean, it could be uh, Voodoo Vince or Blink's Time Sweeper, Time Sweeping Cat or whatever it was collection. You never know. You never know. I think Voodoo Vince only ever had one game anyways. Uh, Blink's had two. So. <laughs> I think if Chris were here, he would want like the Crimson Skies collection of one game. Uh, well, there was more than one, but there was only ever one on the Xbox. I don't, I don't know if Microsoft had a hand in the previous PC games. Yeah, I don't know. Not. I'd have to look that up, but. Um, in some unhappy news, at least for EA, um, Battlefield, surprise, Battlefield 2042 isn't doing so good. No. So the rumors are flying since the EA, uh, top people are not happy is that potentially the game could go free to play, but this is, again, take this with a grain of salt. Um, but the reason I put this in here is because I think that's kind of interesting that wouldn't um, be surprising. It wouldn't, but it's just, I, I kind of laugh when I first started reading this. Like they weren't, EA was not happy with how Battlefield 2042 was going when clearly it was their fault. Right. Yeah. Right? I, I don't, yeah. Like, congratulations. You're not happy. We're not happy, which yeah. is probably why they're not happy. I mean, make a good game. We'll be happy and you'll be happy. That's how mm-hmm. this like that's how this sort of exchange works is that when you make games that are functional and that are good, we will buy them. You become happy because you get another uh, Chevy Tahoe from the future or something. <laughs> yeah, this is like I was just like, so you ruined the game and you're mad that that the game is the game doing is ruined well. and it's not doing well. Yeah, yeah. big shocker there. Thanks. So, no, uh, yeah. but it would be, it's, it's, it would not surprise me. Again, the rumors are going around. Um, Tom Henderson thinks that it might just be one mode that, ha- it, that goes free to play. It could be the whole game. We don't know. Obviously we'll report on it when there's some concrete news, but um, I think at this point, if it goes free to play, it could help. I haven't played the game yet, at least not since the, the beta in October. But unless it's in a decent shape and a funnish state, I don't know if this will help it because people will be like, oh, it's free to play. Let me download it. And they play for a week and go, this shit's broken. And yep, then they leave anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, um, um, I mean, the, they did the same thing with Anthem, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, Anthem bombed hardcore because nobody thought the game was actually any fun. And then next thing you know, the game goes free to play and that didn't help it. It's still not that fun. So yeah, I mean, they, they, they kind of put their own nail in the coffin there with Anthem when they basically took everybody off it to make whatever next. That's a um, good legacy burn. Cause that was, uh, that was one of our first games that we shit on yeah, constantly. Yeah. Cause they only put like, I think it was like only like a small team of like 20 people on the, like, let's fix it up and get it working. And then they yeah, wonder, yeah. and, and all props to those developers from what I read the game did get better, but it was one of those fundamentally, there was a lot of stuff broken. Mm-hmm. And that's where, uh, when we last kind of really reported on it, uh, when they officially canceled Anthem was that EA didn't, they had this, I think roadmap and this kind of, this is what we need to do to get this 
fun. And that's when EA was like, well, we don't want to put the resources and time and money into it. You know, you're, you're done. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I guess, the big advantage that Battlefield 2042 has over something like Anthem is that the groundwork actually is not that bad. Like mm-hmm. the game is just really busted on like a, you know, functional level. But I think in a general design sense, it's pretty good, especially when you have something like Portal when you can tailor make the game to be kind of what you want it to be and they can take ideas from portal and bring that over to you know the actual like whatever modes that they decide to add in later down the line mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know we'll, we'll see what happens um i, the, I mean uh they also have a f- actual team that they're not going to cut and get rid of behind them dice, right? You know, they're not going to, mm-hmm. they probably have the whole team working on this still, not, you know, just 20 people or whatever. So, right. You know, that they got that there, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what mm-hmm. happens. Maybe I'll actually give it a try if it goes free to play. <laughs> right. But uh, in some, some good blizzard news, a, a new game, from a new franchise or new IP. Yeah, it's a new IP. Announced. Yep. Uh, although they didn't really announce anything. So they haven't really announced it officially. Um, basically, all that they know is that where they are building a survival game. So something in my guess would be something in the vein of like maybe a Rust or like a, like a Grounded or something like that. You know what I mean? Like that kind of a game. Uh, but this is going to be a brand new IP, meaning that this isn't going to be taking place in Overwatch or the Diablo universe or anything like that. This is brand new. The only reason that they this was even brought to attention is that, yeah, they're hiring more people specifically and specifically calling out building things for the survival game genre. Mm-hmm. What that, yeah, what we could say out of that? Good question. I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, as soon as we know more, we'll let you know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Dear listener. But um, on the backs of that little announcement, uh, Mike Yabarro also mentioned that in the next or in the coming weeks that there will be some updates on Diablo, Overwatch and Warcraft. So I'm guessing D4, Overwatch 2 and, and what's Warcraft doing? Maybe he right. meant Warcraft by like the like the RTS. The Probably D4. not. <laughs> yeah, there's there's never been there never seems to be any interest in, in making a new actual Warcraft game, which is sad but i mean that's kind of where starcraft is going to <laughs> it's going to be another 10 years before we get a well i mean it has actually been about 10 years since we've had a, the last starcraft game not the expansion but the game itself mm-hmm. so who knows you're gonna i i completely forgot got busy today i was gonna go memorize that uh bill murray from what was it, Caddyshack, Cats and Dogs living together kind of line here. Oh, that was Ghostbusters. Or Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ghostbusters. There you go. Yeah. I was going to memorize that and try to quote it here because what's going on in Warcraft? It sounds like uh, Horde and Alliance are, are, are becoming friends now. They're becoming best bros. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, okay. So. To, to get into the, just to get right to it, um, they talked, I believe Ian Hazacostas did an interview. They had some announcements to make about some future patches for uh, for World of Warcraft, the re, you know, retail, wow. Um, talking about having cross-faction grouping, cross-faction raids, guilds, the whole, the whole shebang. Basically just kind of blurring the lines kind of further between Horde and Alliance where they're really 
you don't have any boundaries really anymore. Um, this was just announced, I, I think just yesterday when they were, or maybe like two days ago or something. Oh, no, no, it was, it was, yes. Well, yesterday being Monday. Yes. I forget this yes, comes out. Monday. I keep forgetting this comes out on Saturday. But yeah, so they're looking at doing cross-faction instances, things like that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's about the, that's about the size of it. So if you got a human paladin friend and you're a, you know, troll warrior and you want to play together, you, you can, I mean, I can see this from like a, like a functional point of view. And I guess, you know, what a lot of people have pointed out to me that from a story perspective, like a lore perspective, it makes sense in this regard, uh, mainly because, yeah, like there's been a lot of times in the Warcraft story where like, you know, the Horde and Alliance are fighting, 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 big existential, big existential threat comes. Oh, no, we have to, you know, group and we have to align ourselves and work together to fight this thing. OK, let's go back to warring each other again. You know, like <laughs> they've, they've done this for a long, long time. And I'm sure that they've just been um, one of the things that I think Ian was talking about is that like they're now getting to the point now tech wise that they can actually make this happen because this whole faction thing was so deeply ingrained into the code. And so, you know, it's pretty foundational to Warcraft in general, right? Like, you know, orcs and humans have always been battling each other ever (laughs) since the nineties. So, um, personally, like if, if you were to ask me personally how I felt about it, I'm not a big fan mainly because I think there's just some things that are so deeply rooted into a game's identity that there's some yeah. things that probably shouldn't be changed. You know, That's it's odd. like it's like all of a sudden Master Chief starts taking off his helmet and now you just see his face all the time. And it's just like that kind of ruins the fun. <laughs> or right? The Mandalorian. Like, right. Yeah. And the Mandalorian. Um, but I know. <laughs> or, but, like, or humans start helping the Covenant. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> but no, I, no. I mean, to your point, like I, I've. I think one of the early episodes we ever did was me trying vanilla and I had, I had fun, but that was my experience with wow throughout all the years. Right. Mm-hmm. But even me, I know I don't, I wouldn't say I'm horde or Alliance cause I haven't played enough to really get ingrained in that, that eternal battle. But um, like every, every wow person I know is, is your horde or your Alliance. Right. You right. know, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's, it's like, it's beyond just, like the game's identity, it's kind of like a wow cultural sort of an identity thing. And I know there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be actually like really for this because, like I said, functionally, it makes sense. Yeah. Story wise, it makes sense. You know, when you have a game like Final Fantasy 14 that's crushing wow's numbers right now, they have to do something to make this game as, you know, nicely accessible to as many people as possible. And I guess one of those things would be breaking down the barriers between who you can and cannot play with. So now you Mm -hmm. have cross faction cross server cross everything you can play with pretty much anyone that you want at any time that you want so that makes sense do i like it no (laughs) no i don't like it but what what does my opinion matter yep um i like the what is it the i I like the 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 quote they had in the, the article here about like when you when you're starting to party up when you're it, outdoor like in the open world mm-hmm. you it's still alliance versus horde so you guys could right in theory still fight each other but as soon as you answer the instance for whatever it is you're doing dungeon raid whatever like 
all of a sudden you guys are friends. So I was like, oh, it's, you know, you're still kind of feeding into that. So you're going to still have those like, yeah, it doesn't two, make a lot of sense. Two friends that are finally playing together, but they're one sword, one's alliance. And they're going to just be sitting outside beating each other up. But. Right. They're going to get goon squatted <laughs> by both sides of their factions. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, um, It'll yeah, be it an interesting. Weird. It'll be interesting from going forward, like what they decide. My guess is is that yeah, they probably have some big plans for the next expansion or something like that to leverage a lot of that. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yep. Next thing you know, yeah, Tarans are riding Griffins now, and you know, <laughs> humans are riding on Raptors. It's yeah, mass hysteria. <laughs> yep, and I, I meant Ghostbusters, not Caddyshack. So. Yes, yeah, it was a Ghostbusters <laughs> line. Um, anyways, got on to another a wonderful uh, series of movies, but uh, a game that they're making based off of movies, Star Wars. Uh, so we, this has been in the works for quite a while, and I think has been delayed quite a bit, but the uh, Lego Star Wars uh, Skywalker saga finally got a release date that I think I wrote. Oh, I did write down. Good thing I can read. April 5th. It's coming to PC, Switch, Xbox, and PlayStation. Uh, it's been forever since I've played a Lego game. They were fun when I played it, but this game looks pretty sick because it covers all nine movies. And you can start in, you can start at the start of any of the trilogies. So what was it? Phantom Menace, A New Hope, or um, why did I just blank on the, the, the new trilogy? force awakens right right so you could kind of start essentially anywhere in the in the sagas there and then play through the movies in those trilogies but watching through this they have like a six minute gameplay overview uh video you can watch and it sounds like they're just adding a bunch of um crazy stuff like about uh combo chaining with your your attacks um counter attacks uh apparently you can kind of I put ADS, but it's more kind of over the shoulder, but you can do a little bit more with aiming kind of over the shoulder now uh, with blasters. Um, They have a cover system in there um, and I guess some unique uh, lightsaber and force powers and stuff. So like they're really kind of like making this. It's the ultimate ultimate Lego Star Wars game. Yeah, that's pretty uh, cool. What, what really got me was they were talking about, I guess there's side missions in here. And also this sounds new to me. I apologize if you're a big Lego uh, video game fan and this is all just kind of old news or just putting it together, but this seems new and exciting to me, but um, side missions, apparently uh, the two they kind of talked about was um, being able to shoot womp rats. Nice. Um, and I don't know how this is going to play out, but you'll be able to like, was it whoever you as a player character were like talking to some stormtroopers that were investigating who shot first between Han and Greedo? <laughs> they're like, it's just like, oh god. So you know, it sounds goofy and fun. Um, I don't know if I'll pick it up because there's just so many games out there, but uh, it looks fantastic. <laughs> that looks pretty good. I mean, honestly, I've never really played a Lego Star Wars game. I haven't really played any of the Lego games, but I've heard nothing but good things about them. Like, I haven't yeah. heard of, like, there hasn't really been a horribly bad Lego game that has, you know, shaken up the news or anything like that. So, yeah, I think I played some Indiana Jones. I played some of the early Star Wars ones. I remember going through the early levels in Phantom Menace, you know, when you come into the Trade Federation and that's when oh, sure, sure. Qui-Gon kind of get off. Right. Um, but yeah, they were always fun. Never really like sat down and played through a lot of them or anything though. Right. So. so we got, yeah, lots of star Wars game news coming out. Don't we? 
So we got, yes. you want to go, go ahead. dive into this? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we got multiple new Star Wars games that are in the works. So um, kind of going back all the way to when we started this episode, there's a new Star Wars Jedi game in the works. Don't know what that means. Could be like an Old Republic thing. Could be like a Jedi Academy thing. Don't mm-hmm. really know. We don't know much about it. I mean, we haven't seen a whole lot, but they have EA has announced that they are working on more Star Wars titles. Hopefully they all don't get canceled. That would be my hope. <laughs> But what do you, you know, what, what, I don't know what's going to happen. Poor ragtag. Right. Um, but yeah, there's going to be a new, uh, first person shooter, um, in the star Wars universe. Um, you know, a little speculation on maybe it's like a Republic commando thing, though. I don't know if that was popular enough to make it. That was my speculation, by the way. Yeah. That was your speculation that it was going to be Republic commando. Maybe maybe a new one, but Eh, maybe. I, mean, I think it was always kind of like a cult classic. Right. I think supposedly they're done with, uh, you know, their scrap. I think there there was just news that they were scrapping Battlefront 3, that they were doing away with Battlefront 3. Yeah. I think I... Was, they they weren't... To, yeah, they weren't going to do on one. one. Yeah. Because it would have cost too much and, they, you know, the, the, the amount of money they would have to spend to get it up and running or whatever uh, and how much they'd make, it was... Yeah, wouldn't even out. But again, right, they've right. they've shit the bed on the last two Battlefronts. So I mean, it's their own fault. Like, right, they, exactly. Um, and then of course, and then there's a, supposedly a new strategy game in the works. Um, that could be kind of neat. Something similar to like Empire at War or something like that would be kind of neat. Um, it doesn't specify what kind of a strategy game, so it could be you know turn based. It could be RTS. Who knows? Four X Four X Star Wars game would be kind of cool. Those are getting kind of popular. Was uh, I look up there? Galactic Battlegrounds. Now that was a Ensemble Studios one, but yep, I'd go for another Age of Empire style. Uh, right. Yeah. We don't. We don't know exactly what kind of strategy game that would be. And then, um, so apparently all of this is actually being developed by Respawn. Yep. Well, the RTS in development with a company Bit Reactor. I tried looking them up. But I didn't see much from them, but sure. But yeah, no, this is, I, I thought this was exciting news again, to your point, if they don't cancel it, uh, right. because uh, this is respawn and they've, they've proven to do really well. Jedi uh, Fallen and, Order. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Massively and, successful. And in general, I mean, this is exciting news in general for Star Wars fans, because we got all these games coming. We got a couple Ubisoft games coming. We got that Quantic Dreams game coming. And so we're, we'll have to see if the quality is any good, but Hopefully we're getting back to an era where we're getting Star Wars games again instead of not getting Star Wars games. Exactly. Well, that was one of the things we were that I was whining about, like, you know, a hundred or so episodes ago is that it just sucks that EA has been kind of bogarting all of the Star Wars stuff and not letting Mm -hmm. anybody else do anything. I mean, when we had a lot of like the great Star Wars games is when it was kind of Ravensoft was able to do it. You had Lucas Arts was able to do it, rest in peace. But well, you know, that's that's what it's got to be. You know, we got to get yeah. a lot of people in on this because there's a lot of people got a lot of good Star Wars ideas. Speaking of good Star Wars ideas to wrap up this episode, <laughs> nice segue here. Um, I just wanted to end the episode on something kind of cool, at least something that I personally think is kind of cool. I think um, it's exciting. Yeah. So uh, Star Wars Galaxies, um, an MMO that I hold near and dear to my heart, which unfortunately has been dead for the last like 11 years um, is now getting a bit of a revival, which is kind of cool. There are of course numerous 
private servers and things like that. Like when an MMO dies, a lot of the community will usually try and pick up the pieces, make emulated servers. And, you know, this is something that has led basically to while creating a classic server was a bunch of private servers existing and being super popular. Well, Star Wars Galaxies, um, a private server in particular called Star Wars Galaxies uh, uh, Revival, I believe is what it is called. Um, it has uh, been making waves. They've been, you know, they've seen about 11,000 or so, um, 11,000 11, or so accounts with 12,000 characters. This is all since it released um, last year in May. So hasn't been up that long, but you know they've they're, they're talking about or it's called Restoration Star Wars Galaxies Restoration Three is what it is officially called. So swgr.org if you want to go check it out. Um, looks really cool. They got you know it looks like they have kind of like a roadmap of what uh, events that they're going to be you know events that they're going to be doing. They're talking about bringing in a lot of the events from if you're from Star Wars Galaxies, you know what this is from like. You know the the combat upgrade era, the uh, NGE era, that sort of stuff, but without the NGE itself. So they're bringing in like the Restus and those sorts of events. They're bringing all that in, um, and they have their own sort of um, their own sort of uh, progression or roadmap that they're going to be going down to create their own content. That's kind of their their big pu- the big push that they're trying to make with the servers that they want to start making their own unique content for star wars galaxies which i'm actually really really hyped about so i think i personally am going to go check this out because i think this is kind of cool um shout out to my boy mike uh if i know you're probably not listening but if you are um (laughs) we need to get some star wars galaxies going like we used to so yeah that's all i got on that sounds exciting that was always one of those games that i wanted to get into i was always scared to get into an mmo uh when did that come out i might 2003 was that was say, when it I originally launched. Was two thousand three? Was, was that on broadband or dial up, or could you do both? Uh, I feel like it was only okay. You, you had both. So. Maybe maybe I just didn't have a good computer or good internet or something at the time. I felt there was something that kind of stopped me technically from from playing it. But it was no, released it's, June of two thousand three. Yeah, yeah. I would have. I would have unfortunately still had dial up then. So mm-hmm. probably I not mean, a great computer for gaming so just from what i know you know now i mean like yeah you can the thing that they add you know they had stuff where you could fly in like x-wings and yt 1300s and you know they mentioned it in uh in uh i think an episode of of boba fett just recently about his kse fire spray which is you know <laughs> they you can fly in those and you can join the gcw and you know that's where you kind of do that sort of um world of warcraft style pvp where you have the the rebels and the empire and you can pvp in open world and all that sort of it was such a fantastic game that was unfortunately ruined by basically trying to make when wow released it pushed them to make a lot of design decisions to try and be wow to try and pull that audience away um but that's that's a that's a story for another time (laughs) Sounds like a good topic for a future episode. I think so. So. (laughs) I think that about uh, does it for us. Uh, Do you have anything else uh, you want to chat about, Rich? I do not. It was a good episode, Matt. Yeah. Always pleasure talking with you. Yeah, it was a fun time. A lot of good stuff to cover. Um, Again, check us out at our website, campfiregamingpodcast.com, where you can find links to our discords and our socials. 
Uh, again, we like pushing our Discord, not because we're lonely or begging you, but we really do enjoy talking to you. We have a good time in our Discord. So please join. Uh, we have a lot of fun. We love talking with you. Uh, but on that note, we will see you next time around the campfire.